In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Christ is risen. And it's only the beginning. Last time I preached, we talked about how the resurrection is only the beginning. Today I want to add, Christ is risen. And this changes everything. Everything takes on new meaning when Christ rises from the dead. His resurrection shows that he is truly the Son of God, and that being all-powerful means being all-vulnerable. It shows that love wins, that love is unitive, that death is destroyed, and that the kingdom is thrown open for all, and that God desires that we share eternal life with him. And because this is all made clear, because this is all shown to be true, life takes on new meaning. In today's gospel, Christ reveals to us that everything has new meaning. Everything has changed. Nothing is mundane, nothing is boring, nothing is pointless. Everything has changed. In a simple, normal, mundane, daily task, Christ shows the Samaritan woman what life is really about. He tells her, everything you know about life has changed. You aren't just a woman with many husbands. Your eternal bridegroom is Christ. Everything has changed. You aren't just a Samaritan woman sitting at Jacob's well. You are Jacob. You have been given a new birthright. You are a child of God. Everything has changed. You have just been asked for water by him who created the water and suspended the earth upon the waters. Everything has changed. You aren't just thirsty for physical water. You are thirsty for the heavenly springs that lead to eternal life. Everything has changed. Your life won't end here, for time is only eternity in disguise. Everything has changed. Your life is a novel, and your time on earth is only the intro to your eternal story. Everything has changed. Stop thinking in earthly terms. You are destined for eternity. You're heaven-directed rather than earthly-inspected, as Bishop Anthony Michael says, and I love to say all the time. And lastly, Christ guides her to see everything has changed. Life is about union with God, and all things on earth have been given to you for this purpose. Brothers and sisters, Christ tells us the same message. Everything has changed for us as well. Even our simple daily tasks have changed. They aren't boring, they're not mundane, they are not pointless. They are all encounters with God. They all lead towards union with him. They are all opportunities to sip from the fountains of eternal life. All our daily tasks are refreshed with the water of Christ. Nothing is mundane, nothing is normal. Everything is transformed and shaping us for eternity. In this way, all life is an encounter with God. From carrying water to a well, to filling out TPS reports at work, to shopping at Kroger, to setting up for coffee hour. We do all things with God-like love, and we see God in everyone we encounter. Our calling is to see God in everything that we do. Our goal is to bring God into our daily lives, to share our lives with him, so that our life becomes his life, and his life is caught up with our life. 
That's what it means to be the body of Christ. That's what it means to be called Christians. That's what it means to be human. Our life caught up with his life. And the beautiful thing is we really don't need to figure this out because it's already been done for two centuries. This is the beauty and the function of the church. This is what the church is for, to guide us to a transcendent way of life, guide us to life in Christ. All we have to do is to bring the church with us wherever we go. And so we bring the lives of the saints home with us. We bring them into our lives. We read about them. We pray to them. We live how they live. We listen to church music in our homes and our cars. We put icons in our workplace. We take some time and some silence at work. We ask for the saints' intercessions. We catch a little bit of ancient faith radio when we can. We follow the wisdom of the fathers on Instagram or on Facebook. And in this way, our workplace has changed and our cubicle becomes like a little church. We surround ourselves with holy things to remind us that all life is holy. Even our cubicle is holy. In school, we make the sign of the cross between classes. We pray before big tests or projects or assignments. We carry an icon in our wallet or our purse. We keep God with us. We keep him close. We never walk the halls alone. We walk with God. We bring him into our classrooms and into our studies. At Kroger, as we're shopping for food, we remember our true hunger is for God. We give thanks to the food that we have. We give thanks for all the food that we have, all that we are blessed to have. We show love to the person at the register. We talk to them about their day, perhaps. We give a smile to those we see in the aisles. We see the image of God in them. And in this way, everything has changed. Kroger is holy. <laughs> a trip to Kroger becomes not so much different than the liturgy. We have thanksgiving, we have remembrance, we have offering. Not so much an offering of love like the kiss of peace, but an offering of love when we greet the person at the register and in the aisles. Liturgy means public work. At Kroger, it's not so much different than a liturgy. And in this way, all life becomes liturgy. All life becomes prayer. All life becomes an encounter with God who makes all things new and changes everything. This is the message of today's gospel, and it gives us a renewed and refreshed view of life, a transcendent view of life, a resurrected view of life, a view that looks out into all eternity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Christ is risen. Amen.